This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the HP Podcast. Happy to have you here. I'm Dustin, your host. Here with me, beautiful boys, Brandon. Hey. And Ben. Hello. How are you guys? I just got out of a four-hour meeting. I'm, oh, wow. I'm not great. But <laughs> that, I'm here now with the boys, so I'm great now. What could possibly be so important? It's four hours long. Pensions. Oh. Wow. Who needs them? <laughs> well, a lot of people. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon came a little early, so we've been yeah. hanging out. Yeah. We were watching uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. and I was eating some uh, some food. It was a, gr- oh, a dude, grand I old forgot, time. I forgot to get the fucking strawberry sherbet before we started. Damn. Now, Brandon, okay, sugar free strawberry sherbet. We were out the other day. You got froyo, right? Your girlfriend got the, the <laughs> she the got take a, home. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you just gonna go to town on this froyo and eat the rest of it without there, her permission? It, it's almost completely full, so no. Okay. And I, I mean, you could. I I definitely could, and she would be like livid, like jokingly mad. Maybe probably a little bit mad, <laughs> but I would want to save some for her too. My dad, growing up, was very much under the philosophy: this is his house. If there's food in it, he's, he's entitled it. to it. <laughs> right. And there's times where I would bring home. I'd have like a bag of chips from school or something. You better not be anywhere in his vision, because oh, no. he would eat my stuff all the time. Damn. I'd be like. He's like, well, I saw it there. I just thought it was for anybody. You know? You got to write your name on it. Damn, Unacceptable. Dude. Or just keep it in your room. That's what I it's would like, do well, sometimes. it's my house. That's yeah. something you yeah, can right. say. Yeah. Will you say that? When I'm... When I you do, become a father. I don't see myself just eating... eating your kid's food. My kid. If they, if, they, <laughs> if they brought something home like that, I don't know. Maybe I will be there. I would purposely eat it. Wow. And <laughs> look them in the eye. Just a step dominance. further. <laughs> yeah. You, you know... This is my house. I'm eating your chips in front of you. A father must show dominance, <laughs> especially with, uh, you know, uh, teenage boys. He's right. got to he's got to, you know, keep being the man. <laughs> so right. my dad power move subtle. Leave the pizza directly on the table. No right. plate. Yeah. yeah. While he walks away to yeah. do whatever, you know, do whatever. He comes back, picks up the pizza right off the table. See, if it's my table and I know where the table's been, that's fine. Right. But I still don't want I the grease do on the, the table. Like, I would no. never just, I would get a paper towel or something just because I don't want, like. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best yeah. move, but I'm saying, like, at my own house, on my own table, yeah. it's whatever. But I wouldn't do that in public. It's like a low-key power move. Yes. Low-key, for sure. This is the HP Podcast, weekly gaming podcast from handsomephantom.com. There's tons of fun stuff going on over on the website, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Phantom. And also on our Patreon, that's something that's pretty new. What's going on with that, Ben? Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with it. Yeah. Uh, people who support get podcast a day or more early. Lately, it's been more like uh, 18 hours Whoa. early. Yeah. Uh, the the Cursed PlayStation, we're two episodes in now. Uh, people who sign up for that get that about a week early or so. 
Right. Uh, and then what else do we have? We have other stuff, too. Oh, uh, HP After Dark. HP After Dark, which Wait. we should be. For all you Patreon supporters, you should be getting a new episode. Well, everybody will be getting a new episode soon because the the episode from a month ago will be going live next week-ish. Yeah. Two weeks. And then, yeah. So basically, you get to the month early if you sign up. I'm thinking that will happen. There will be a new episode of After Dark next Wednesday. I think you're right. Is, is when it's... It so technically next... should be a day before that if we're going from the same date. But right. we've never actually set a hard date. No. So, so next Wednesday will be both... HP After Dark for uh, either episode two if you're not a pa- patron or episode three if you are a patron. Right. And it will also be the uh, early access for the, the podcast. That's right. It will also be our first day in Boston. Yes, it will be. Which I'm wondering, we got to figure out Curse PlayStation. We might be a week behind unless we want to account. We got to figure something out yeah, because we'll since we're going to be gone for a week, yeah. but well, there will be there will always be content. That's right, especially for packs. That's kind of the uh, going to be a big blowout. There's of a course. Dis- there's going to be a disgusting amount of content for packs. Yes, yeah. but that I mean, you know, most of that, ninety eight percent of it, I would say, will be available for everyone. Right, but there might be a few pieces in there mm. that are going to be uh, Patreon exclusive or early. I know Boo was planning on recording some behind the scenes yes. stuff. So maybe that will be thrown up on the Patreon. I think something so. Like that. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Lots of exciting stuff coming down the pipeline, Patreon or otherwise. Right. Yeah. Right. Almost I feel like I'm almost ready for packs. Yeah. Here's the thing though. I was gonna go get my haircut today and then I, I bitched out <laughs> and decided I didn't want to do it today. Damn. It's too stressful. Yeah, I find getting a haircut extremely stressful. My plan for my haircut, just because I kind of need one, is to do it at home. Oh, because I just buzz it mostly anyway. Yeah. So yeah, dude, if if that's what I did with my hair, that's what I would do. About one out of every three times, maybe four times, I'll actually go to the barber. Right. Because you know sometimes you just want it. You don't want to do it yourself. You don't want the mess. Right. Everything. Right. But for the most part, like you know, I paid forty bucks for a pair of clippers. I usually spend 25 when I go to the barber. Yeah. So. Dude. Yeah. The thing for me, I actually just don't like the feeling of someone cutting my hair. Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't know what it is. It, I don't like the feeling of them talking to me if I don't want to be talked to. There is a social strain. And it's a little bit intimate for me with a stranger for <laughs> yeah. them to be rubbing their hands all over my head. Just a little bit too yeah. intimate. See, well, I, I go sometimes I'll go to like a chain place. Right. And I don't want to talk to those people. I don't no. know them. They don't care about me. They're just there talking because they're hoping to get a better tip. Right. I go to this barbershop um, for, for you guys on Jefferson Street. Uh, the, the listeners don't know where that is, but it's an actual like old school barbershop. It's two young guys, probably between your age and my age, uh, somewhere in there. And um, they're in this, you know, they're all in the pop culture. They're in the video games. They're in the, all the stuff I'm into. Maybe that's where I need to go. I go there. It's great. And if, if you want to talk, They'll talk your ear off. If you don't talk much, they're not going to talk to you. They need to. I just need someone who can understand that last packs. My it was my my head was shaved too much on the side. Yeah, I didn't like that. Just show them a picture and say I don't want this, but I don't want what I have now. Okay, you know. Okay, <laughs> we're in the weeds here, but I have to make this last comment. Last time I brought a picture, I was like, I really liked my hair here. Yeah, and they were like looking at it all confused i'm like this is your job right this is what i, I have multiple pictures of what i want it to look like from multiple angles do do that i don't know it just doesn't i don't you know what my biggest pet peeve is with not the barbershop guys they do a pretty good job with it but yep. 
uh, like any kind of chain place I go to, like like Supercuts or whatever that place is called. Great Clips. Great Clips. Those, yeah. yeah, something like that. I think Supercuts exists too. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'll go there and I'm like, I want it really short. And I'll like, you know, tell them about how long I want it, like show them with my fingers. And they're like, okay. And then they'll cut it and I'll be like, no, that's still like an inch too long. I want it shorter. Right. And they're like, okay. And so they'll cut it and I'm like, it's still like half an inch too long. Like, I, I don't want to yeah. be the guy who's like, oh, it's not right. But I'm like, I... I've told you three times now how short I want my hair, and you, you won't do it. Yeah. So, yeah. whatever. I don't know. that. I've went to the same lady for, like, probably close to a decade now. Yeah. So I had one of those at one I, time. I don't have a problem with a stranger because I know her. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about meaningless stuff, and she cuts my hair the same every time. So. See, Brandon, I was yeah. just about to see if you wanted to go to Ben's place with me. Oh, since dude. you said you needed a hair Damn. before packs. Yeah, I can't. You can't. I can't, dude. She just cuts it a certain way, and I and, right. I, and I and I gotta look fresh for the oh. panel. And I know that there's a hundred percent guarantee. That's yeah. true. The you gotta look fresh nice. for the for the panel, dude. Yeah, of course. Let's get into some news. I've got a couple light ones, a couple heavy ones. We'll start light. First of all, quick PSA: Half Life Alex officially launching on March twenty second. I think uh, Half-Life is going to be the next series that I dive into after Bioshock. Nice. Just trying to blitz them. It's a priority. It should yeah. be a priority. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to play Alex, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have to. Yeah. I owe it as a, a fan of this industry. Yes. I feel like I have to play it when it comes out. Yeah. And you've already got the equipment, so why not? Right. Of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm surprised it's coming out so early. I they figured said it would... it would be March. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think they said March, and then they just... Didn't have a exact date. They came up yet. with the exact date. Yeah, they worked on it until it was almost, until it was basically done before they announced it. Even yeah, I think. right. That's still so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um. That's another series that I really need to dive into too. But I think because I don't have a PC, it might be more difficult. You could always play, uh, Orange, could play Box. Orange Box. Orange Box. That's Though true. Doesn't have Half Life One. That's true. Yeah. On Orange Box. Ooh, yeah. Is Half Life One on consoles at all? I think it's on like PlayStation. Maybe. The well, OG. I don't uh, know, though. Yeah. I wonder... I haven't played it in years, and I wonder if now it would have the same impact to somebody playing... Like, if you guys play it fresh, I wonder if it would have the same impact as it did then, because... Mm. Only because of the fact that so many games took so many things from it right. moving forward. Yeah. So I wonder if I played it again now, if I'd think it wasn't as good. To be honest, I'm probably just going to watch a video for Half-Life 1 yeah. and then play it. Half-Life 2 and the episodes. Oh, I think Half-Life 1's better than Half-Life 2, personally. Oh, I was playing it in VR. I think that's a hot take, but I'm not sure. I was playing the VR mod yeah. that someone made for Quest. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. But a little janky. It kind of made me want to throw up a little bit. Yeah. Animal Crossing is getting its own direct this Thursday. So uh, let's see. That would be if you're a Patreon supporter listening this day of tomorrow or... um. Today, if, you if you're listen listening to this free feed, it probably yeah. already happened, most likely. So you lost. That will be exciting. Damn, I feel like they've already shown off a lot of this game. Yeah, what uh, what do you think could be here? Mm -hmm. Like, what else are they going to give us? More gameplay, obviously. Yeah, I think they're just probably going to show off the new specific features to this yeah. one. Talk about the island. Yeah. Uh, things of that nature. I don't know. I'm not expecting it to be even that different. Yeah. So, right. we'll see. Damn. But, yeah, a whole 25-minute direct on this game, which is, I mean, this is kind of what tradition, what yeah. now is tradition for Nintendo is that they do one last big blowout, you know, relatively close to release. So, 
I'm just surprised there was no uh, big regular direct. Mm, yeah. You'd think there would have been one by now. They probably want all the focus on Animal Crossing. Yeah. I think yeah, it's going to sell like crazy. I, I think, think it's going to sell like 12 to 15 million copies. Yeah, it's going to be big. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of that, I actually forgot to put this in the notes. Uh, there's a new color of Switch light yeah i was just gonna say that the uh it's like a pink it's a pink a nice yeah. coral pink yeah nice it actually looks really fucking awesome is it like the same subdued as the blue one the aqua one right? yeah I, I just saw a picture on my twitter let me see if i can show i love it like you. the pastels it is yeah yeah, yeah. it's like kind of washed out a little bit nice. kind of yeah it's not like a super bright pink i feel like it is the second best color now available because i think the i like the blue yeah we need the pastoral Personal. purple pastoral oh purple would be yeah like uh, that's probably not even a word i think pastoral is a word but i'm not sure if you used it correctly i probably didn't i it probably has to do with literally a pastor (laughs) pastoral that's that's how i've heard it before well i've made a new word nice (laughs) um but no i won um i had the purple game boy and i won that purple you mean like the atomic purple see-through not not the clear. Oh, okay. I had the normal purple, right. like like the GameCube purple. Right. Yeah. So yeah, another option for uh, Switch Lite owners. Maybe be careful though. Yeah. You never know. Might have coronavirus on it. Could. I'm not making a joke. Even that could be a real. Possibility. Or it actually. They might have been out of the out of the China for long enough that that would right. be an issue. It's also possible that they will release a better looking color in three months. Oh. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> they keep doing that. They keep releasing like new colors and shit yeah. and, and every time they do i'm like wow that looks so cool there hasn't been one yet recently mm. that i've been like wow that look but you know well that's the same i mean it's a business strategy they, they do that with the joy cons so yeah. you're like oh I, right. I probably need like six pair of joy cons yeah i was disappointed by the purple joy con yeah that it was split first of all with orange and it wasn't the right purple yeah. i wish dude if i could get both purple i wouldn't even need joy cons i would just buy it just to have it yeah right, <laughs> right. Let's talk about the PS5. So Bloomberg has put out a big report, and they're saying that uh, according to some insider info, the PS5 currently costs $450 to manufacture. Yeah. Now, they're a little light on what that means exactly. I'm assuming that means for when the uh, when Foxconn or whatever charges Sony for parts and labor. Right. $450. Doesn't include shipping. Right. Doesn't include the box. Doesn't include anything else other than raw materials. I didn't read that full report. Do we know that it doesn't include those things? That's just. I don't the, think it says specifically. That's just the parts. Yeah. In fairness, the box is probably going to be like three eight cents. cents. Yeah. <laughs> right. I do have uh, a couple quotes from this article. First of all, uh, the company's biggest headache right now is ensuring the re- reliability supply of DRAM and NAND flash memory. With both in while both are in high demand as smartphone makers gear up for fifth generation devices, according to people familiar with Sony's operations, Samsung Electronics just announced its Galaxy S20 product range, each variant of which will have 5G and a minimum of 12 gigabytes of RAM in the U.S. Also, most uh, most of the components for the console have been locked down, the people said, including the cooling system, which is unusually expensive at a few dollars per unit. Typically, companies would spend less than a dollar, but Sony opted to, lav- to lavish more on making sure heat dissipation from the powerful chips housed inside the console wasn't an issue. 
Separately, Sony plans to release a new version of the PlayStation VR virtual reality headset, tentatively scheduled after the PlayStation 5 goes on sale, the people said. So I'm wondering, the thing about the fan specifically, um, it may be a little bit more. One, you want the extra cooling in a $500 unit. Like, okay. Right. But two, is it going to be quieter? Because I think that's a major complaint people have had with the PS4, no matter if you have bass or pro. It's loud. I think that's probably, we can go on a limb and say, the biggest complaint about the console itself. I think so, yeah. Is the loudness. Yeah. So, I yeah. know mine's fucking Mine sounds awful. like a fucking jet. It, you, got a, you have a base. Yeah, yeah I have a base model, and I need to clean it. A base version <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, version one base. I feel like if I can hear the fan, and I'm, you know, I don't, it's not like it's dirty. I clean it occasionally. It's not in a dirty spot. Like, it's, you know. It's fine. And that's this. My pro model is probably less than two years old now. But if I can hear it through the game in my headphones, yeah, fucking right. headphones, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's too much. The thing that's interesting about this is that if you look on the PS4 subreddit or the PS4 Pro subreddit, a lot of people are saying that the way to fix the loudness of the van is to Turn open it, it up. <laughs> yeah. Open it up and to put new uh, coils, CPU paste. Yeah. So new cooling paste, and then it's quiet. So it's interesting because maybe if they just had better manufacturing practices on how to apply uh, the the cooling paste, maybe that maybe it wouldn't have been so bad. Maybe, but it's also you know for PS Five they're working on a whole different chipset. Right. Yeah. And with how many units they're pushing, they definitely don't need to risk there being overheating issues. Right. I mean, like honestly, imagining how much the PS Five is going to sell at launch. They don't really need that headache. Yeah. The question is, uh, I guess everyone is now saying, well, it seems like the PS4 will cost five hundred dollars. PS5. PS5. Yeah. yeah. Five hundred. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's probably fair to say. Yeah. It's I'm... interesting because I feel like that's not really at the end of the day. Is it going to be a profit? It's going to be a loss at five hundred for them. Mm, I would say. Maybe. Close. Yeah. Think I about the GameStop think, yeah. cut. You know, the the Amazon cut as well baked into that yeah but i think that places like places like gamestop are gonna sell the console strictly for the fact i mean even if they had to sell it break even Mm. they're gonna sell it because that's what's out people are going to buy it and buy games and controllers and everything else which they will make a markup on yeah well well, i mean that's sony's gig too you know like i heard somewhere that that the ps4 did not sell at a loss but the xbox one did when they I th- first came out i think it's that's correct Damn. yeah i think it was the connect that was fucking expensive i bet i have you one of my base Yo, that i've never used how Man. much money do you think they make off of controllers probably a fuck ton. i'm betting their cost on those at at console launch controller launch was 50 percent, and now it's it's only gone down over time yeah right. dude i'm saying the components to make a dualshock 4 have to be like you can't imagine they'd be that expensive there's not right. a whole lot in there no, but I'm sure there's a little bit of R and D baked in, and you know. Well, no, I agree. It's it's more complicated than I'm making it. But I I guess I've never thought of that before. Is that like, obviously they're trying to make money. As if the controller market means anything, right? So you don't want to, you don't want to try to take a loss on your console. I mean, uh, yeah, you want to you want to try to make a profit. But you figure if somebody buys one extra controller. 
there's let's even pretend like it's only ten dollars. Ten dollars across forty million units at launch is right. a lot. And then you figure they get a minimum of thirty percent of every game, if not more, if it's their own game. Right. right. And then you're probably buying PlayStation Plus. Oh yeah. I don't know what kind of profit margin that looks like, but yeah. it's, I'm sure they're making something on it. Right. So. Yeah, because they got to maintain it. Everything. I'm but, guessing yeah. that even if you had to sell the console itself at cost, it still makes sense. Yeah, it you know it really does over time. Yeah, if you can get if you can get them in the door with the PS5, mm-hmm. then just sell them everything else, and that's how you make your money. And so. honestly, it's all about the microtransactions. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I mean now anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they in this article too. It was saying that Sony. Has had they have not locked in the price yet, right? And they are kind of doing a wait and see. So I don't know whether that means they're waiting for Microsoft, whether I, they're waiting for to see how the production ends up going, right? As far as how much it's going to cost, I don't know how that works. Well, but. let's say they I don't know what the original sales numbers were for the PS4, but let's pretend like they're anticipating they're only going to have 10 million at launch, they could probably charge a little more for it. Yeah, because you 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 want to buy it. Everybody's going to want to buy it. Yeah. One interesting detail that is in this article is that uh, PlayStation Four was retail, of course, at three ninety nine, and it was an estimated by the IHS market to cost three hundred and eighty one dollars to manufacture. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah. Wow. It would be interesting because then I guess if if it's three eighty one to manufacture. Then, five hundred they'd be making potentially more off of. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes me think that what I said would might have been kind of dumb. But which part? It's still interesting. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, specifically saying that uh, they're not going to make any money if they do four fifty manufacturing costs, five hundred release price. Yeah, they might not. Hey, you How know you what? Guys? Okay, I was gonna say, you know what? I don't like custom controllers. Like, you mean like Xboxes, custom ones? No, like the ones from the manufacturer, like when people like spray paint them and sell them on Etsy and shit. Yeah. I hate it. I don't like it either. There's a whole business revolving I know it that. is, but I don't get controller it. Controller chaos is one I of just, if my controller doesn't have the same feel, finish that it did before I got it, I don't, I don't want it to. Right. I don't want it to be sticky. That's fair. What do you guys think about a $500 console? I mean, what, a year and a half ago, that's where we all thought it would be. Right. I'm fine with that. That's how much Xbox One X launched. I don't like launched. that. <laughs> yeah, but. I mean, not that I want to pay. I'm, oh, I'm happy to pay 500 No. <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say, but I think that's a fair price. I think what I'm hoping is the case and what people are going to have to look at is that, sure, both of these systems will not be as powerful as a PC. Mm-hmm. But the bang for your buck at $500, you will not be able to build a PC that's as good as the PS5 for $500. Yeah. Like, no no way. No. If you guys see, like, my computer here. Yeah. The video card costs alone uh, was like six or seven hundred. I got it for way cheaper than that. Yeah. But yeah, 2080, which can do almost everything, (laughs) it can do a lot of stuff at 4K60. With a little bit of dialed in settings, right. but not everything. It's not the tw- it's not the twenty eighty Ti, which is like twelve hundred bucks. Right. So the fact that you're going to get something that they're kind of aiming for four K sixty on console at five hundred dollars is going to be 
rad. Yeah. We'll see how much that actually plays out, though. I don't know. Can I tell you a secret? It's not really a secret. I have, like, the Amazon credit card. Yeah. And we just, we've always just get a good card, put all your expenses on it, and pay it off every month. Like, that's how I've always done things. So I've got, like, a decent amount of points on there. Plus, I just got some money for my birthday from my mom that I put towards there. And I had a little bit of extra money that I, like, put in the PlayStation fund. Mm. So... I don't have to think about it when it comes to Nice, time. dude. It's, you got the fund ready. That's it's one of the first times ever that the console has come out and I haven't been like, oh, do I want to spend the money? Like, I've been planning for this. Yeah. Smart man. With that said, if it's $700, I'm not buying it right away, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will. Who am It'll I kidding? It'll be likely before I hopefully get a Christmas bonus. Yeah. So might have to... Be like, Colin, please, I need the Christmas bonus early this year. I got <laughs> to get the PS5. PS5. Yeah, right. And he's like, bitch, no bonus. <laughs> okay. Let's, oh yeah, one other thing. Let's, PlayStation VR. We yeah. already knew this was the case, but a confirmation that a, a new PSVR, Sony going hard, they've, they've made the most successful VR unit. I'm excited to see them continue right. down that line. But. Yeah, no, I mean, I still don't think I'm really interested myself, but who knows? You could make a make a believer out of me. So no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hot take here. I think okay. that the price point would be very integral for me, regardless of how good it is or how good the VR experience yeah. is. It would have to be the right price, and that would probably be lower than most people's asking price for me. Right. I think Sony is going to have to absolutely completely blow VR away for me to want to buy a VR unit when it launches Hmm. because I have the PSVR now. I got it (laughs) for much cheaper than you did when you bought it at launch. Right. Um, I, it was a great deal. Let's, I mean, it was like a, not a price error, but almost a price error. Uh, it was so cheap. And so I'm happy with it, but I play it much, much less than I would like to and much less than I thought I would even. So my take is if the PS5 is compatible with the PSVR now, I'm probably just going to rock that as much as I can until the price drops on the the next PSVR. Hmm. Unless they completely blow things away. If it's just a moderate upgrade, I don't know. Like, I legitimately don't know that I'll play it enough to, to make it worthwhile. I hope it's like, let's say it's like two or three years away. Uh-huh. I think they could do maybe wireless at that yeah, point I think at so. a price point that's affordable now dustin you currently have three vr units that yes. you play but not like not as much as a console no are you still going to be a psvr2 day one i want to say no but i know that it's you know most you likely are. yes <laughs> i mean i don't know i feel like the quest was sort of a disappointment for me uh-huh. to the point where there's a huge shortage on them right now yeah and so People are flipping them on eBay uh-huh. for crazy amount. Oh, really? I'm not trying to rip anyone off, but I could sell it right now and get what I paid for it yeah. back. But I don't think I'm going to do that just because I might as well just, Alex, keep, I might yeah, as well just yeah. keep it, you know? Yeah, but also, if you could, like, you have a better one. You have the Rift. Yeah, it's not necessarily better. Though. Right. But I don't know. It's don't hard know. to say. If you could sell it right now, get back the amount that it costs, and then in a year buy it again. Right. For cheaper. Yeah. Who knows? Might have to consider that. It could be your it could be go towards your TV. That's true. Towards your broadcast TV. 
my broke ass TV. Yeah. Okay, the red line of to, death. Yeah. They're supposed to schedule to come pick it up pretty soon. Are they? Nice. It'll be when we're at PAX, and yeah. Ollie will be not here. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. That that's when they're going to want to do it. So looking forward to that. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, let's talk about Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley, this is kind of old news because it happened last early last week after we recorded, but I right. want to talk about it regardless. Jeff Keeley has confirmed on Twitter he is not attending E3. Let me read you guys this statement. In a tweet, he said, I wanted to share some important news about my plans around E3 2020. Then he pulled the classic Apple iPhone and Note app screenshot text right. that we all know and love. It's just so bad. On the top, in all capital, bold letters. It's like a press release. Yeah. On, on a so bad. No, it kind of is. He is, his pre- he is you know, it's, it's true. he is the press. <laughs> it's a statement from Jeff Keeley on E3. Imagine him like he types this himself. He's like sitting at Chipotle <laughs> typing this out. Or he had someone prepare it for him. It's possible. It's likely. He says, For the past 25 years, I have attended every electronic entertainment expo. Covering, hosting, and sharing E3 has always been a highlight of my year, not to mention a defining part of my career. I've debated what to say about E3 2020. While I want to support the developers who will will showcase their work, I also need to be open and honest with you, the fans, about precisely what to expect from me. I have made the difficult decision the difficult decision to decline to produce E3 Coliseum. For the first time in 25 years, I will not be participating in E3. I look forward to supporting the industry in other ways and at other events in the future. Wow. Like the Game Awards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, here's what I'll say about Jeff Keighley at E3. If you're someone who watches the press conferences, maybe reads some articles, etc., you have no idea how integral Jeff Keeley is to E3. Yeah. Like if you're the if you're the average consumer, you probably have no clue. But Jeff Keeley does like what he does Coliseum. He does a ton of spots on other people's shows. Like Jeff is an insane man around E3, and he kind of ties the show together for a lot of people. Doesn't he? Didn't he have a big part of Judges Week? I thought so, yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. So, which Judges Week, for anyone who doesn't know, that's basically before E3, the the most elite of gaming press get to go out and see all the stuff early. Yeah. So they can have content prepared. And it's when. usually like AAA games, yeah. big budgets. They can afford to send somebody out there with a build. Before we fully dive in, I have one more thing to add. He was taking questions on Twitter. And this person asked, what fueled your decision not to participate from a user named Fendozer? 
He responded and said, a ton of factors. I just don't really feel comfortable participating, given what I know about the show as of today. Yeah. That doesn't mean that that day something happened, but yeah. I don't know, man. All the the talk, their talk about pivoting towards like more consumer friendly, influencer, influencer friendly, yeah. uh, having activations on the show floor, branding, yeah. It's but more commercial in a different way. I mean, Jeff's always <laughs> just hosted like panels and conversations. So, like in one sense, I don't know. It'd yeah. have to be something pretty big. Well, but in another sense, I totally get it. Well, I mean, if they're trying to move away from maybe what their direction was before for E3, like you're saying, more influencers, more commercial or consumer, um, maybe they were like, hey, this is going a certain way, and he kind of wanted to leave anyway. I mean, who knows? I think it makes sense for him to drop out now. He made some other comments basically saying that he thinks E3 needs to become more digital and global. Um, it's a brand that means a lot of people means a lot to people, but it shouldn't be just a show floor. Right. So, uh, and yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's so it's many people not, have gone yeah. away from just the show floor. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I watch it at home. Well, I'll, yeah. Well, a lot of the conferences, but you know, I, I get what he's saying. I wonder, you know what? Seriously, this has probably happened to him dozens of times. There are probably tons of industry people. They're like, Jeff, we need we need a new E3. We need an industry E3. We need E3 the way it was, and the ESA can't provide it. What if Jeff is working on his own thing? Honestly, that would be so awesome. I, it <laughs> see, so it awesome. feels a little pie in the sky, but you have to remember this dude does the Game Awards, yeah. which has more hits than the fucking Oscars. Yeah. This dude is a mover and shaker and can make things happen. Right. And you have to imagine that people are like tapping his shoulder, being like, "This is something you should do. You're you should be the one." There are people who are throwing money at him. I bet. Yeah, yeah. That's a guess, but I'm betting that there are people who are like, "Look, we'll help you fund it if you'll do it." Not that Jeff needs help asking people for money. To I do mean, things. like I the, think he's pretty good at making his own way. Do you know the Gillette guy? Never forget. <laughs> That's right. Never forget. <laughs> the curious thing is that I'm sure that people are asking him, but it's kind of. It's in his wheelhouse and it isn't because I feel like Jeff is very much a consumer focused person. Mm -hmm. Not that he's trying to sell stuff to everybody, but he is the surrogate by which we experience stuff from these companies often. If it's true, and again, I don't think either of us can confirm that, if it's true that he had something to do with Judges Week, like he can kind of get back to the heart of what E3 was 15 years ago where it's mostly just big influencers or you know big press and big games and make an event for way less money than E3's putting on. Right. And the problem is, yeah, it's just it's so fucked since the ESA half of their income comes from E3. Right. And the other half is from the dues that the different companies pay for their representation. So it's like E3 is a consumer show now. Only because the ESA needs money. Right. Not because it's what the industry wants or needs. Right. It's for the ESA's needs. Well, maybe the, maybe, I mean, the, I don't, by the industry, I don't mean the developers. I mean the consumers and everything. Maybe that is what people want. Right. But is that what's best is a different question. 
Right. That's a good question. So many of these developers and publishers now have the ability to reach out. Like it used to be about getting press eyes on things early and getting big box stores and like Amazon to, to stock your product or your special edition or whatever. And that's happening outside of E3 already. Right. That's happening. You know, there are, there are media events all over the country right now where maybe they only get 20 outlets that come, but those 20 outlets pump it. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely wonder if we're potentially coming up on the final E3. Maybe not the final one this year. Yeah. But I really kind of I feel like you can you can hear the train wreck yeah. coming. All the all the telltale signs are there mm-hmm. at this point. I am probably still gonna go this year. Um mostly because I have some business obligations outside of Handsome Phantom. Well, kind of outside of Handsome Phantom at E three. But I'm also like not I mean, so if I'm there I'm gonna get my media badge and, and see the show floor. But I also am kinda like, well, would I be going if I wasn't doing these business things? I don't know. Right. You know, we've been talking about it. Yeah, like we don't really know. I mean, last year it was just me, you, and Phil. But I just, yeah. I'd... Now, the one thing I will say is nice is E three did make the first day of of the show floor um, no gamer badges. They changed that. Yeah, that's something for this year. This year, it's only media and industry. On the first day of E3. Whoa. And then the gamer badges are the second two days. I didn't know that. Yeah. I post. I sent you a message the other day about it. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. Wow. That's actually yeah. pretty cool. It is, except for the fact that there are one billion game, uh, uh, industry badges. Yeah. And most oh, of them man. are not actually industry. They're like, Uncle Tom gave me his badge from his software company that, provi- that has a server farm. You know. The industry hours last year are... They're not worthless, but they're yeah. still insanely busy. Yeah. It's like goes from 10 busy to like just like even higher. 30. Once, once yeah. it opens up, you're like, wow, you're, you're not going to be able to get anything done now. Now right. that it's fully open. Right. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure this uh, story will continue to update as it has. The, I wonder if the price is any less now for a gamer badge since it's only two days. I doubt it. Yeah, they would definitely probably try to mess around with that and still make money. <laughs> still make yeah. the same amount, yeah. for sure. Okay, here here's the actual hours. So they took away the pre- were there press hours on Thursday on the second two days? I feel like it was only the first two days. Okay, so this year you have industry and media badges only on Tuesday from eleven to six, and then you have industry, media, and gamer badges. From ten to six on both Wednesday and Thursday, mm. so there are no definitely. I don't remember last year for sure, but there are definitely no media industry hours uh, the second two days, and but the whole first day is media. Mm. So media get kicked out the second two days. No, you can still go. I'm you just yeah. don't get yeah. anything right. special yeah. unless you have an appointment. Right. So, all right, Brayden, this one's for you. Yes, Criterion. Oh, is taking charge of Need for Speed. Nice. Criterion used to be making uh, Burnout games. Burnout, yeah. Burnout Paradise is made by Criterion, and I love that game. What's the last thing Criterion made? Ooh, I don't know. Jesus. The last thing I played by Criterion was Burnout, probably. Didn't they make a Need for Speed game? 
No. It, Recently? No, no. It's well, well, that's the entire article is that Ghost has been making Need for Speed games for a while. Okay. And that they're handing it to Criterion and Ghost is doing something else. Right. Which is strange because, I mean, maybe they haven't been commercially successful. I'm sure they have. I don't know. But I really enjoyed most of the ghost games like whenever they rebranded just need for speed a couple years ago and then the newest one heat i thought was really good right um so okay so going backwards criterion battlefield 5 additional work star wars battlefront 2 additional work star wars battlefront x-wing vr mission additional work need for speed rivals additional work need for speed most wanted no qualifier so that says to me they did they, they made the, most they wanted the, yeah. and then you go back from there burnout crash need for speed hot pursuit hot pursuit burnout paradise etc etc et yeah so the past three or four have been ghost and, and they've been then, on the fucking back burner yeah making han solo dlc yeah for <laughs> yeah. battlefront which is honestly i'm sad because i enjoyed ghost but also realized that I I personally think I mean it's been a while since I've played something, but Burnout Paradise has a lot of potential, and I'm excited to see something of that caliber be reintroduced as a Need for Speed. Yeah. Right? So, so here's what's interesting is so we I'm glad that Ben brought that info about how they've been on the back burner because we're about to see a, a little bit of a reversal. Ghost Games is so originally Ghost Games was called um, EA Gothenburg. Uh huh. They are now, and then they changed to Ghost Key Game, or not Ghost Key. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, the new Irrational, yeah. right? No. Oh, Ghost Story. Ghost Story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ghost Games. They became Ghost Games when they started working on Need for Speed. Right. They are now taking back the old name, and they're oh, going to no. be called EA Gothenburg. Huh. And here's what they're doing. Quote: The engineering expertise in our Gothenburg team. Some of whom are archetypes, uh, architects of the Frostbite engine, is vital to a number of ongoing projects, and they would remain in that location. So, the uh, EA Gothenburg working on Frostbite. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not making any games. You're just working on the engine. Basically. That kind of sucks for them, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you. <laughs> I mean, I guess. That it would suck. Yeah. Frostbite is so interesting. There's a lot about it in Jason Trier's book, Blood, yeah. Sweat, and Pixels. That's like they they made Frostbite for Battlefield, and they're like, "Hey, EA, hey EA, uh, we want you all to make your games in Frostbite because we own it and we don't want to pay the licensing." Right. Great. It's not. It wasn't made to make Dragon Age. Right. Right. It was made to make a shooter game, and so every single game that they develop that's not a shooter, they had to make in it Frostbite, like Anthem. Yeah. Huge problems. Yeah. It is a beautiful engine, though. Oh, sure. Gorgeous. Can make some really nice visuals, but yeah. At what cost? At what cost? Especially now with Unreal is like doing so well. Unreal is like, I I wonder what their market share of games released on a AAA level. How many of them are Unreal? It has to be a majority. Uh, I don't know if it's a majority, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Maybe it might be a majority like, they may have more of a share than any other single one, but I don't know if it's 51%. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Engines are interesting. Interesting biz. It is. I tried to explain the concept of an engine to my wife, 
and I think she eventually got it, but it did take a while to get there. Right. It's so interesting thinking too, because there's like a, a joke about any game that's made in unity is, is yeah. shit. Yeah. But the reality is unity to license it. It's way cheaper. If you may have it say made in unity at the beginning, mm-hmm. you have to pay a fee to remove that. Right. So if someone's too cheap to take that out, right. That's why the the lower quality games say made in Unity. Are, yeah, you're you're more aware of it then. I think Cuphead was made in Unity, so oh, there's yeah. plenty of great stuff. <laughs> yeah, made yeah in right. Unity. Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's talk about Persona. Persona Five Royale will Brandon, be censored. You just want to take a nap or something, Brandon? Well, you and I. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just, just 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 catch some Z's. Listen, this, this has some some <laughs> spicy info. It's gonna be censored in the West. This is. Hot off the press. This is a quote from Atlas. Uh, I'm assuming the U.S. team. We actually were able to look. Uh, we're able to go through some of the lines that players may not have received as well. Look at that feedback and then update it for the current generation. Mm, okay. Let me fill you guys in on what happened. I and then I, wa- I want the take. Okay. There's a scene in the game with a gay couple. Uh-huh. I believe if I remember correctly. And they are very aggressive towards a young man a little on the rapey side oh and he's he's a young man he's a minor right and they portray them to be these uh sex obsessed kind of lunatic characters that are being way too sexually aggressive with a minor right this is being censored i can understand why that's censored for sure then that's how i feel too yeah here's the thing a lot of people are like it's either that's in persona 5 Yes. Okay. Currently, yeah. the current version. I'm surprised right. they didn't patch it out, or are not going to. They're not going to. Pa- they're not going to patch it out of like an entire scene out of the game that you paid for. I don't think. I mean, right. it's just like one line of dialogue that you could change, like literally. It's not. It wouldn't be one line. It's a little more involved than that. No, you dude, have to it's, change. It's the literally scenario, that easy. Just hold escape, or, just or hold, what they hold it, <laughs> and then just type whatever you want. It's just like Word. Right. But yeah, this is um, – what do you guys think about censoring games like this for other markets? Um, I think in general I don't like it. But in this instance where it's probably giving a uh, – it's casting a dispersion on a group of people, I understand right. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's cool when a company can reevaluate what they've done and change it for the better. Wow. I also think art is art though. So I'm a little split. Like, mm. if that's what they wanted the game to be, that's what it should be, and they should suffer or benefit from that. But I'm surprised what Persona 5 has been out for three years. Right. And I've never heard heard that before just now. Yeah. So. What's well, mainly the, the reset era crowd that's upset. Sure. So. And the, I don't think there's a problem with anyone being upset over that. Like, right. That's fine. Yeah. I would be annoyed if it was a homosexual couple, as I am. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, a heterosexual couple. My wife would be irritated if she heard that. Um, if it was a heterosexual couple, I'd be like, really? Like, Yeah. Yeah, being sexually are, aggressive in any sense. Yeah, is why bad. are these adults harassing this child? Like, it's yeah. not about whether they're homosexual it's or It's just bad in general. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in one context, though, this is a game where you play as a teenager right. who can romance your teacher. Yes. And it's one of two adults. Yeah. That you can romance in the game. Yeah. Now, I mean, 
you have to look at the context of Japanese culture. I'm not yeah. saying that makes it okay. It right. just lets us understand you why. You see it through a different lens. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing with the, the homosexuality right. issue of it or the the reason why the, why this issue exists is because of the way the Japanese view right. that Yeah, because it's not – I mean it's not nearly as accepted in, in eastern countries as it is in I don't western. believe so. Yeah. No. But to me, I feel like with censorship, it's going to happen no matter what. Uh-huh. There's there's never going to be an on and on on and off switch for censorship. Right. We got to learn what battles to pick. Right. Anime titties, uncensored. Let them swang. Let them out. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Let that go. Don't censor that. Like for Tokyo Mirage Sessions, they they censored it up right. for the U.S. audience. Not that it had like full on nudity, but they made the characters more conservatively dressed. Right. I think that's stupid. Which seems weird. Leave it. I feel right. like the West is like sex sells. So um, it's weird that they it would is, like but dumb it down. Sony is not in the West. Oh, I get yeah, that. Yeah, Nintendo. Get that. Yeah. That's the thing is that I'm like, dude, these fucking dudes, they're buying this game because of that shit. Sure. I, leave it in. Yeah. So fight your battles for anime titties, not for hateful rhetoric. That's right. There we go. I think we handled that well. Uh, especially the anime titties part. Yes, of course. We are. On this podcast. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong podcast. with it. It's all perfectly legal. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to end with something cool here. Xbox Game Pass. We got some new game announcements Ooh, coming to nice. the service. I always feel like this is exciting. The gift that keeps on giving. Xbox Game Pass. For PC, we have Yakuza 0, Wasteland Remastered, Reigns Game of Thrones, Two Point Hospital, and Indivisible. Okay. Indivisible, which is uh, pretty pretty fresh. Pretty recent, yeah. Interesting. For consoles, you have Yakuza 0, Kingdom Hearts 3, Ninja Gaiden 2, Wasteland Remastered, Two Point Hospital, and the Jackbox Party Pack 3. Yeah. Which I've never played. Isn't Aren't they up to like five now, though? Yeah. Yeah. They are. I think I've only played two. I've only played five one time, and that was with, uh, that was with David from Super Best Friends Podcast. Right. Yeah. Those are actually really fun. Yeah, yeah honestly. Yeah, not by yourself. No, it's it's just sad. Yeah, <laughs> you like have two remotes and you're like two phones and you're typing it. Yeah, yeah. You find an an old iPod and you download the, and you just are so sad sitting there drinking wine, crying by yourself, playing Jackbox with yourself. Right. Well, Brandon, the audience can't see this, but that's a sick background you have on your phone. Dustin sent it to me. Yeah. Isn't it oh, nice? Oh, yeah. We both have I, the same. I saw it the other day, but I thought, see, if I put that on there, that means I have to take the, the one of my kids off. And I don't really have a problem with that, except for then it looks like I love PlayStation more than my kids. Well, <laughs> I love PlayStation more than your kids. Some moments, I'm sorry. True. Yeah. Not all moments, or even most, but some. At some moments, yes. It can't be denied. Don't forget, I will eat my children's food wow. in front of them. While looking them in the eye. We've already talked about this. You we don't like, need to talk about it again. I just want to let everyone know. I feel like you're going to buy your kid an ice cream <laughs> Let them hold it. they like about to put it up to their tongue. And you just take it back. You're like, that's what life is. <laughs> Dude. You better learn it now. That's how you harden them. You Make take them a big show bite. Complete psychopaths. Yes. And then spit it on the ground. And then you throw it on the fucking ground. <laughs> wow. Like, so. go ahead. Have it. Go ahead. You can have that. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Uh, we're gonna end the show with dreams and shout out. But okay. since we've been, this has been a reoccurring thread for the lead up. 
Bioshock update. Oh, yeah. Where are we at? So I have beat in its entirety Bioshock, Bioshock 2, Minerva's Den, and Bioshock Infinite. I'm still, I still need to play Burial at Sea. Which I found out was like another eight hours. Yeah. No, well, it's not. Oh, really? There's, there's what the internet said. There's two two DLCs for Burial at Sea, right? And then there's one normal one that like has to do. It's not a story. Oh, it's a wave. oh, it isn't. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh, dude, I fucking clash in the sky. The whatever. wave is the wave based shit is awful. Same with um. Dude, my, I was kind of wanted to check it out. Really? I, I want to check it out, but I don't. I'm not doing that for the panel necessarily. Right. Well, let's just say I was playing the Bioshock Two wave based one, and I don't like that. So I hope it's better than that. Right. Which I'm sure it is because it's a newer game, but something uh, to consider. Oh yeah, Ben, you. I'm surprised that someone said eight hours because I started Burial at Sea yesterday, played a tiny bit, uh-huh. and then I already played the rest of Episode One today. I want to yeah, say it took Episode me... One's like three hours, and Episode Two is like six. Apparently, really. I mean, that's what the internet said. I I gotta believe it. Huh. I remember. See, Burial at Sea is interesting because they change up sort of the combat right because you're able to hold all your weapons at once but they have way less ammo so think, you have to yeah. cycle through them see one of the things i forgot about infinite was that you only could hold two weapons at once yeah and I that was that. very different from the like first two obviously yeah much. i hate it but what that made me do was i ended up sticking with like i found my two favorite weapons and then never traded them for anything yeah else. i stuck to Pretty much exclusively using the hand cannon and the the scout rifle, whatever it's called. Yeah, the the, yeah. the marksman rifle, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I uh, I think because I have the complete edition or whatever, it comes with a gold submachine gun. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it does any more damage, but I've just been rocking it because it looks cool. Yeah, so. that's what mine. Yeah. Oh, listen to this. So I had Bioshock one and two on PC. Uh-huh. Great, already own those. I did not have Infinite. But our friend Josh Sean. Oh, Josh. Well, I don't know. Somebody had it. It was on my Steam share. Mine was using a Sean Clinton's copy. Okay. And two different times while I was playing it, he was tried to log on and use his Steam. And it's like, Sean needs his games. Time to log off. Right. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck you, Sean. Let me play your game for free. (laughs) And the second time it happened, I was like, fuck this. So I went and bought the collection. Yeah. Again. On Steam? I was saying it's it's free on PS4 right now. Yeah. I was already halfway through Infinite. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, well... At this point. It was $13. Yeah, that's great. So I was like... I mean, that's the best value in gaming, I think. It was cheaper for me to buy the collection than to buy Infinite and the DLC. I'm sure. So, I uh, didn't make any sense. Yeah, I played the first one on PC uh, before the announcement came out about PS Plus. And I'd already started the second one by the time it did. So I was like, well, I'll just play because I need to play these and instead of playing on my PlayStation. So I played the second one. But the problem was there's something I look there's forums all over about it. Something wrong with DirectX compatibility mm. that made it keep crashing on whatever build I have on my computer. So I think for that like eight to ten hour game, it took me fifteen hours because I kept oh, having to replay parts of it. Right. So at that point I was like, you know what? Infinite would be better on PC. But I am playing it, and Minerva's Den I played on PS4 as well. I'm like, I am playing it on PS4 because I don't want any more crashes. Right. Even though it would be better on PC and I have access to it, I'm not going to play it on there. One last comment. Yeah. Infinite is way better on PC. I bet. I, I felt like, I was like, this is the most fun I've ever had playing this game. 
And I feel like it's because I'm playing it on PC. I had felt like I had so much control on the skyline yeah. stuff. Whereas before it was like, who knows what's going on? Right. right. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for the panel, but Infinite is prob. I mean, Bioshock used to be in my top 10 games ever. Now that I played Infinite again, right after having played Bioshock again, I think I think I might just swap Infinite Whoa. out for Bioshock, the original Bioshock. Whoa. I know. Dang. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way. I don't think it's as good. Really? No. I want to play it again because it's been a little bit, but I think I'm still going to enjoy the first one better. Right. Um, And that's just, maybe it's because that's what I started off with. It's very possible, but... Oh, Dustin and I said where we were at in the series. Where are you at? Uh, I am about... I'm a couple hours into Infinite. Um, I've played everything up to there, including all the DLC. Yes, I played Minerva's Den. The laser was really cool. Yeah. I really like that. I thought it was cool. I really wish they had it in the main game. Yeah. Um, But... And I did not guess the ending. I guessed something else. Mm. So that was interesting. And... uh, Yeah. Yeah, cool. that, that's where I'm at. I'm just excited. I'll, I think I'm actually going to be streaming Infinite in a bit. Nice. Um, nice. So maybe you'll catch that. Well, and not hear the listeners. The, not the listeners. Catch not right that now. and hear this later and be like, oh, I remember when he streamed that because <laughs> I obviously subscribe <laughs> to the course. Twitch channel of Hands right. and Phantom, right? Let's do dreams and shout outs. <laughs> Call cool. it a day. All right. I'm ready. I'm going to go first oh, go with ahead. the dream. Go ahead. Or not the dream, the shout out. Shout out is to Sea of Thieves. Because we played Sea of Thieves last night on our stream. Yeah. It was me, it was Ben, <laughs> it was Dave, and it was a fucking wild yeah, it was. time. <laughs> yeah. It was it was very fun. We had a great time. I don't see... I I want to keep playing. I don't see it as a game that I'm going to get like super glued to. But I felt like by the end, we were like, we get this game, we know what to do, and now it's starting to get really fun. Yeah. It's just so there's so much crazy stuff. There's instruments you can throw up on each other. We were I got killed and sent to a ghost ship where someone called me a very nasty homophobic <laughs> word. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> All on stream, right? It was great. Yeah, that game seems super super awesome yeah. playing with other people, but I cannot imagine it would be fun playing by yourself. No, dude, Dave fucking. Some guy in his boat. Sw- we, our, we were all swimming because our boat sank. <laughs> because we tried to attack some pirates. <laughs> yeah. But then an actual player came up and swam by us and fucking shot me. They fucking jumped on his boat and killed him. And stole <laughs> his boat. A savage, dude. It was awesome. That's hilarious. But then the guy came back from life and killed Dave. Oh, oh no. I didn't realize that. Damn it. Meanwhile, I was the just chaos. swimming with the sharks. Oh, yeah. Sharks got me, too. Yeah. So, so that's your, that was your shout out or your dream. That's my shout out is okay. to Sea of Thieves. Nice. My dream, I actually haven't thought that far ahead. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's so hard because, like, seriously, the only thing that I'm, like, preparing for right now is PAX. And that's all we've talked about. Right. Right. Is is PAX. But yeah. that's that's kind of on the forefront. It's kind of on the mind. Dreaming, could, of, dreaming of PAX. We could just say that every week until steal, it's PAX. You could steal mine. What's yours? It's partially PAX. Oh. But my dream I've been dreaming about Doom Eternal. Oh. And part of that is that we're probably going to be playing Doom Eternal at PAX. Yeah. Yes. I need so, to sign up for I, that. I honestly think that that it might be my game of the year based upon how I feel about it right now. 
Right. I'm not obviously it's super preemptive, but I have a feeling that it's going to like check all my boxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling it's obviously preemptive, but I'm excited as well. I hope we get to review that. Really? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We shall see. And you might as well go because you already did your uh, eternal. Uh, Or I can go. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm good. I got two real quick shout outs. The f- well, one's real quick. Ben, the that's first, not the fuck how this works. I don't care. Damn. You get one. Save I the next one, one for next third, week. Sometimes <laughs> one fourth of the show. Also, <laughs> my my first one. Okay, you know what? I am saving it for next week. So the only one I have, I'm shouting out the, the Vita. Now I feel PlayStation bad. Vita. Vita. Wow, because, that's that's out of nowhere. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I haven't even played anything on it since I. I so I was looking through something. Um, to find something the other day and i'm like you know what i think in the bottom of this is where my vita is and i pulled up like the compartment it was a big trunk that i have in my house mm. i pulled up the compartment and there my vita is perfectly like it turned on right away it's been in that box for at least two years yeah it turned on right away and uh connected and started downloading some stuff uh, like some patches and stuff and then i went on and downloaded some older games i want to maybe play again and then I looked right next to it, and there's my my special limited edition Zelda 3DS. Whoa! Uh, sitting there, and I pulled it out. Same exact thing, still fully mm. charged. Whoa. Went on, downloaded uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, just to uh, to see how that would go. Check it out. Yeah, fuck around, dude. Yeah. It's always awesome. I'd already. I mean, I already played. I played a lot of it, but I deleted it for like Pokemon X and Y or something. Yeah. At one point. You know, it's always awesome to... And I have no time to play either of them, so... Get back... Th- I did I did that not that long ago. I pulled out the old Game Boy. Mm. Popped some batteries in it. Hell nice. Yeah. It's not quite the same, because you didn't fucking charge it. I had an... Uh, it, well, some of them you didn't charge. Right. So... Yeah. Your turn. Uh, shout out. I'm, fuck you guys. I'm going to say it again. Call of Duty, the new season start. Damn. And uh, it's great, honestly. The stuff in the Battle Pass for the new call of duty is they could have just as easily put it behind a paywall but it's stuff that it is behind a paywall they could have put it behind a large paywall right right. literally one of the first couple things you get is the ghost skin it's nostalgic they could have easily put it in a 10 15 dollar thing and everyone would have bought it right but it's one of the first skins you get it's not even the level 100 so i think that's really awesome cool yeah shout out to duty Hey, I played Duty the other day. Yeah. You know what my mode is? What? Free for all. Ugh. I love free for all. Yeah. Dude, I got first place in free for all. Nice, dude. Which is not, that's not like me. Yeah, dude. that's great. It's not like me. Cool. I got first place. Good, man. Damn. Maybe you found, found, my, my, my found your play you mode. You have to come play with Brandon and I on hardcore mode. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I love hardcore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, I exclusively play hardcore. Yeah. Unless there's like some specific mode I want to try out, I prefer. Yeah, so, like, have you tried the infected? It's actually kind of fun. Yeah, you know? this one. It's not. It doesn't scratch the the Halo Reach infected vibe mm-hmm. vibes that I have or, right. or, or that I that I want. But it's still kind of fun to fuck around every once in a while. I really so. like Gun Game. Actually, Gun Game is fun. It's always been fun. Yeah. And then there's there's the gun fight, which is like a close two v two or two v or three v three. It's almost like a a little intimate paintball match. Mm. It, it's it's a lot of fun. Oh, and they just, I don't want to talk too much about this, but they just added something new that's in beta testing that I want to mention that's actually really fucking awesome. Um, They added, like, little tournaments 
in the beta testing. Ooh. It puts you in a bracket, hmm. and you get to see the bracket, and you ready up. And depending on where you score in the bracket, you can unlock exclusive cosmetic items through this thing, which is really hmm. cool. Now, obviously, you got to matchmake. It takes a little bit longer because you have to fill a whole bracket. But it does it all for you. It's actually super seamless. It's it's in beta right now. I would encourage anyone who has duty to try it out. It's, Brandon it's cool. Brandon and I played it last week, and we got last place. Dang it. I played it with Kevin the other day, and, and, we, and we, we didn't do quite as bad. Nice. <laughs> we still didn't do great. But, um, but yeah, man, shout out to duty because that's the gift that honestly has kept on giving. I was really expecting to have lost interest by now, to be honest, because <laughs> that's what typically happens. Right. But... I'm still chugging. I'm loving it, man. Still going for it, dude. Yeah. Um, and I'm dreaming, man. I'm just dreaming of fucking my equipment always working when I want it to. <laughs> that's that's what I'm fucking dreaming of. What equipment? Like, Your all, dick? Everything. Oh, damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> my member. No. Um, no, dude. If it's not the fucking internet. It's my PS4 not wanting to get to my fucking party. I don't mm. know. I've just been having a lot of technical problems lately. And when I turned on my PS4 the night before last, it said it wouldn't do anything. And it just said something like not corrupted, but something else like that you needed to shut it down and putting it in a rest mode wouldn't work. So I was like, oh, fuck, here it goes. Here's my PS4 finally in this life cycle. What an awkward time for a PS4 to die. <laughs> yeah, if my really PS4 is. dies before the PS5 comes out, you're fucked. <laughs> you really are. Damn, I'm just fucked. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to wait. But n- uh, it's it, 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 it. What do you do? Yeah, what do you, what do, do? you do? What do you do? So, but uh, yeah, that's what I've been dreaming of. I've been having a lot of technical problems, yeah. but, you know, that's life. The console's fucking five years old, six years old. So. Yeah, man. It's getting old. Yeah. That's it, boys. All right. So next week, cool. we'll be here. We'll have Philium on the show. New HP After Dark. New pop shirt next New week pop with shirt Phil, expected. probably. <laughs> uh, also, next week, going to be PAX. So you're going to want to follow us on Twitter, handsome Fan- or twitter.com slash handsomephantom. We'll take you to our thing. That will give you all the updates for what's going on with us at PAX. We're going to be covering lots of cool games, big and small. Yep. So there'll be lots of variety for everybody. And of course, check out patreon.com slash handsomebanum. Helps us out a ton. And that's it for the show. Cool. Right. So thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Handsome Phantom and the HP podcast are fan-funded at patreon.com slash handsomebanum. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Garrett Morlang, Jared Cavaliero, Ben, and Jason Cannon. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.